mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack Life, Not Others is an insight into that life with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. We're in the middle of the COVID-19 outbreak, knee deep in everything, and thought we'd reach out to a fellow martial artist across the pond, Matt State. Matt, welcome. Yeah, hi guys. How are you both? Uh, we're, we're okay. I think we're, uh, you know, we're as good as you are. Um, a quick thing here, my daughter, who's 30 years old, who's a martial artist, so I touched and she's been three years old listens to our podcast she said to me dad she said all of us need to hear some positive stuff um and then here you are and reading your story it's, a, it's just a perfect example of of all the good things and all the things you went through and all the martial arts teaches us is a never say die attitude never give up that's why it's such no, abso- a absolutely great opportunity to have you on the show no, it's my pleasure to come and uh, come and have a chat. I mean, right about now, with all that's going on in the world, some positivity is required. So I think your daughter's absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah, she sure is. How are things currently where you are? You are on house lockdown, I understand? Uh, yes, our government hasn't used the term lockdown specifically, but has given very clear instructors for anything non-essential to be stopped immediately. And we're all to try and stay in as much as we possibly can. So uh, so we're in lockdown in all but uh, in all but being enforced fully. Understood. Yeah, it's not like that all throughout the states here in the U.S., but different states, depending on where you are, it is occurring. But what piqued my interest, your story It parallels everything we talk about all the time on our show, Attack Life, Not Others, but it's always good to hear from others. You've got an interesting story, background, if you wouldn't mind sharing it with us. Uh, Yeah, of course. So very, very quickly, I came from a place where there was a lot of violence in the home. So my early years were surrounded by that. I was bullied a lot as a child. We moved around quite a bit. So I was always the new kid and uh, had asthma and was a bit gangly and socially awkward. So all of those things equated to a pretty difficult time. But then my father committed suicide as well. And as a Uh, As a young man, I was diagnosed with PTSD through all of the stuff that I'd gone through. So it wasn't the most auspicious start to the world. When did you get into martial arts? When did you begin training? Well, I, uh, I first got into martial arts, like a lot of other people of this generation, by seeing sort of Bruce Lee and, and that sort of thing. And so I had uh, a number of years where I was trying desperately to learn what I could without the resources or the, the people available. So um, so it took a, a number of years of false starts before I could actually start training properly. So it was really the late 80s when I started to get into it. And then a few years later, really really committed to it properly and and it became more than just a hobby it became a lifestyle and then a and then a job and and everything else what kind of style well i had a few false starts as i said um i've written a couple of books about this kind of time and uh, and i talk about when i first started judo and unfortunately we didn't have a lot of money so i brought a second hand gi and and unfortunately it came with an orange belt at the time and i was uh, i was a white belt so i wore that because i i couldn't figure out how to keep the jacket closed without it and i was promptly uh, unceremoniously told off that i hadn't actually earned the belt and didn't have the right to wear it which as a as a young child was kind of kind of difficult to hear but um so that didn't uh, unfortunately that didn't last long and then i did some amateur boxing for a while but then i eventually settled on wadaru karate and i was incredibly fortunate to uh, to stumble into a club that had some of the best instruction available in the uk at the time i didn't know that at the time it was just a, it was just pure coincidence but i was very very lucky to have found them 
Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, last week we quoted Funakoshi saying how necessary it is to approach these tough times to be tough yourself. And the martial arts teaches us how to do that. And it equally teaches us the mind, the body, and the spirit, which was very important for me, too, as I started out when I was 16. No, absolutely. And it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Things like that are just they're universal and they have no time frame. They apply just as they're just as relevant today as they always were. And it's uh, it's interesting as I have one of his haiku poetries uh, actually tattooed across my back, which I had in the early 90s when it, it meant a lot to me at the time. It says parting clouds seeking the way. Matt, can I ask you, how old are you? Let's put it like this. I'm the wrong end of 40. Um, no, I'm actually 50 this year. All right. Well, just uh, kind of reaching back in time. So as you went through all these things as a child and then you experienced the martial arts and it changed you, what was what was the, the thing that changed you about the martial arts that gave you that positive kick, that positive influence that kept you going, pushing through and becoming the kind of person that you are today? Well, the main thing, and I talk about this often because I owe martial arts so many things, but what it actually did for me was it put me around people that were positive thinking, that were can-do people, that were people that were supportive and helpful. And it, and it was it was being around those people that opened up the door to, to just about everything else. Without them, I would have had a very different life. Yeah. And this is it's so hard today because thinking about that, um, it's, it's so funny because people who I've been training with for 35 years consistently, two to three days a week, I don't see anymore. Um, my schools have been shut down for two weeks and all the fellowship and all that positive influence. Now we're told, you know, we have to distance ourselves. So there's no way that we can band together as brothers and sisters. So we've really got to be creative and obviously, this is one of the ways that Steve came up with to be able to bring you all the way across the pond, as he said, to bring us together through word. Nothing is more powerful than word. And to inspire others that we can still do it. We still need to band together and be positive and have a never say die attitude. Oh, yes. More so now than ever. I think people misunderstand what we're talking about here because... When people talk about social distancing, they don't actually mean social distancing. They mean physical distancing. They mean stay a certain amount of distance away from another human being. Socially, we need to interact now so more than we ever did. If there's one good thing to come from this and the terrible things that are happening is that we are reconnecting as a community. And you guys know yourself that sometimes martial arts can be a little difficult with the politics and the egos and everybody you know sort of wants to have their little power struggle sometimes and and that is being washed away and that's no longer that important and it's great for i don't know what it's like over there but here in the uk people are really helping each other people are really coming together people are trying to share knowledge and so they're sharing that information out to other instructors and other clubs so that they can catch up um, and so so we're all trying to connect and help each other along and that is that, that is absolutely fantastic to see. Yeah, it is. Go yeah, ahead. Matt, we're two years into this podcast now. We've been doing it every week for a little over two years. And, uh, you know, our listeners are not just martial artists. It's a martial arts based podcast. But a lot of people that have never trained and quite honestly don't have any interest in training listen to the show, which we appreciate. So from your viewpoint, your martial arts mindset, because every single thing in life, it comes down to the mindset, whether you are a martial artist or not. I know that's a big thing with you. Can you maybe speak on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, 
the thing is with me, as I've already said, is that I owe a huge debt to martial arts. And I do believe that that is the the thing that not only saved me, but has allowed me to sort of uh, go out into the world and achieve the things that I've achieved. But I think realistically, that positivity and that sort of uh, energy that that can be harnessed in whatever it is you want to do. It's not just confined to martial arts. You know, whatever people excel at, whatever they get confidence in, whatever brings the right people into their life has has, has an equal sort of power. Uh, and so it's, it, it is very much down to how the individual looks at the world. We all, we all get confronted with the same issues. We're all dealing with the same things. Uh, and it's how we deal with them that's important more than anything else. Attitude, I know, uh, is a huge thing of, of yours. And you have uh, this attitude of gratitude. You purposely practice gratitude. Your method of it. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, yes, well, it's something that I'm working hard to, to 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 use more. Like everything else, the mental muscle it needs practice and exercise, doesn't it? And so the um, the attitude of gratitude was actually from from a wonderful guy called Diamond Dallas Page. I'm sure you guys have oh, heard of him. Absolutely, the pro wrestler. Yeah, sure. well, that well, he's uh, an awesome guy with a fantastic story. And, he is. and if any, if you haven't read his autobiography, I highly recommend it. Um, anyway, he uses the term an attitude of gratitude and says it far better than than I can and the reality of it is is that we've all got things to be grateful for the, the the very fact that you can sort of get up in the morning the fact that you can sort of stand up and get dressed the fact that you can walk to your kitchen and make breakfast the fact that you have a roof over your head and food in your cupboard you know these these are all things to be incredibly grateful for regardless of the situation so we all have things to be grateful for no matter what our situation is and that's something that I think we really need to sort of remember and hang on to in these difficult times you know it's so funny and, and we're all getting creative um and we're all trying to think out of the box and for me um you know using social media has not been one of my my things i mean this podcast is a stretch for me <laughs> but a couple days ago we did our first facebook live um to try to keep our kids and our family connected in a way that you know we're normally used to pulling everybody together in the dojo and having all that energy come around and and doing the things that the martial arts um, teaches us, you know, for me, it was never about the fight. I mean, the fight is, you know, within yourself and then how you carry yourself, as you say, how you have that gratitude and you spread it around to other people. But to teach these kids and to talk to them, it was a different tone this time in a positive way. But now the martial arts means so much more to all of us about the way we carry our hands, ready position, relaxed stance, the way we focus, how we use our discipline. You know, to do the things we have to before we do the things we want to do. Um, the respect that we show our parents and so on. And so the little bit of time that I had to, to approach these kids through Facebook was coming from my heart. That all these things that we preach, maybe a couple of weeks ago, were not taken at a serious level. But now it's a little different now. The martial arts is really becoming a way of life. Absolutely. It, it's upon us now, isn't it? I mean, that's the thing where... Um, I worked for many, many years in security. I worked as nightclub bouncer. I worked as a bodyguard. And I, I, I had to employ a lot of the physical elements of martial arts. But the mental aspect of it now is really coming to the fore in the sense that now we have to step up and practice what we preach. Mm. Now we do have to be the leaders. Now we do have to be the people that you know, sort of steady the ship. We do have to be the people that stand in front of our clubs and our members and our lower grades. And we do have to be the people that, that offer some kind of guidance in, in this uncertain time. So, you know, the Facebook lives, I'm doing the same within my groups and things. I'm talking to my guys and, and it really is uncertain times for everybody. But I think now is when that black belt mentality 
really does shine through. And the thing is with that mentality, as you said, it's in the foreground now. Maybe the physical is a little bit pushed back. Uh, quite often, I know you've talked about this before, uh, the problem is not the problem itself. The real issue is how we process that problem. And that all comes down to the mind, mm. the mental how we react to it, correct? Absolutely, yes. I was saying uh, earlier on on a, on a different conversation that quite often it's not the problem that we're presented with, it's the way that, that we perceive that problem that creates the problem. So we're actually making things worse by our reaction to it. So we're, we're all faced with issues and we're all faced with challenges and it is how we how we look at those and how we deal with those that determines you know, the journey after that. So uh, it's very interesting because somebody said, I'm not sure who it was, but somebody said, essentially, we're all in a boat and uh, you know, it's a boat on an ocean and the water's on the outside and it's whether or not you choose to let that water in. Yeah. You, especially from your security background and bodyguarding, you had to be cautious never to overreact, but also you couldn't underact. So not everybody's going to be involved in security and guarding people, but we've all got to be cautious of not overreacting and not underacting. That was what a couple of weeks ago we talked about, in fact. Yeah. Now, now, now it is more important than ever to really, really be very clear on the kind of information that you're absorbing, that you're taking in, the kind of people that you're being around. Mm. It's very important at the moment because panic is it's contagious. And the last thing that we want is everybody just panicking and making stupid, rash decisions. Now is the time to be very aware of that. So as an example, I'm I'm very, very clear on what I won't do, which is I won't interact with negative people. I won't interact with people that are making a bad situation worse and throwing uh, throwing caution to the wind and panicking and stuff like that. And uh, and so I, I'm purposely making sure that only the right information is getting into my head. And that way I can hopefully you know, keep a calm mind and navigate through to the other side of this, not just me, but the people around me as well. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a good friend of mine who has been on the show, he's very wise and just turned 80 years old. And I was on the phone with him the other day talking about this. And he said, look, he said, now you're going to see the camouflage come off. He said, now you're mm -hmm. going to see the camouflage come off. A couple seconds after he said that, I said, wow, that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty profound. And it's so true that um, now you're going to find out who your friends are, who your real friends are, and you're going to find out the positive people in your life and the people who are going to say the right things and try to pull you out of fear and push you forward rather than falling backwards. Um, I'm talking to you across the pond. What specific geographic area do you live in? Well, I live in a place called South Wales in the UK, which is a beautiful part of the world. It's quite rural. There's lots of woodland around. There's lots of valleys and rivers and nature and walks. So it's a it's a beautiful part of the world to be in. Um, and the sun is shining right now, actually, a beautiful, nice day. However, obviously, with the current conditions, we can't really enjoy that. But I'm still very grateful that the sun is shining and the windows are open. So, um, so yeah, so I'm from a place called South Wales, which is, uh, for anyone, that knows the area we have some amazing history there with lots of castles lots of big cathedrals and abbeys lots of really good history and uh, just a wonderful place to be well you know i gotta tell you this has been um a wonderful time talking to you and my daughter said you know please do something positive please put something positive out there that we can all 
uh, focus on and not hear the negative anymore. Boy, you sure did that for us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, it was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. No, it was, it was my pleasure to come and talk to you. And please say thank you to your daughter for me for uh, for making this happen. I will. We can be in different parts of the world, but I think that's such a cool thing how uh, like attracts like. And I'm glad we found you. Hey, Matt, attack life, not others, my friend. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. 